Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Welcome to Yale University Healthcasts, brought to you by Yale Health. The future of care is here. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Yale Healthcasts. I'm Adam Smith, your host, and joining me in the studio today is Lisa Kimmel, registered dietitian and wellness manager at Yale. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me. Thank you again for joining us. So we are here today to talk about making changes in our lives. That happens for many people around birthdays, New Year's, New Year's resolutions being probably some of the most popular um, resolutions that we're familiar with. And in the context of that comes lifestyle changes, namely weight loss. People are looking for ways to eat better, take better care of themselves. But one of the rate limiting steps in my experience as a clinician is that people feel that these things just take so much work and they're really not sure where to even begin. So I'm hoping that you can help us today break down some of those mental blocks or um, logistic barriers and help people get a better sense of how they might make some of these changes. Absolutely, because we're looking to make long-term goals. We're looking to make goals that are sustainable, changes that are life, lifestyle changes, basically. And if you know, whether you're starting off the new year or it's the middle of July, and let's say your goal is to lose weight, having a very large goal, like I, I want to lose 50 pounds, it's overwhelming for many of the patients that I work with. And I, mm-hmm. I, in the same, just as yourself, look for strategies to help them break these goals down into more bite-sized pieces. Nice pun. <laughs> so you're talking about starting smart and small. That's a phrase that you use yep. with your patients. Can you talk a little bit sure. more I mean, about that? Sure. I mean, one of the first things we'll do is, is set goals. And we set SMART goals, and those are goals, The SMART being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-oriented. So like I said, rather than setting a goal of trying to lose X number of pounds in, you know, by the middle of, of January or, or in the middle of the summer, we want to break it down into goals that are more action-oriented and that are practical. So for example, instead of saying, I want to lose X number of pounds by X date, Let's look at something that's a little bit more specific, like I want to work on increasing my physical activity level. And to make that even more measurable, one thing you could even think about is I will work on exercising five times a week for at least 30 minutes a day, let's say. Or I will bring my lunch three out of five times this week instead of relying on takeout every day. While those may not sound like, well, you know, that doesn't have any kind of number attached to it. I'm not putting myself on a scale. They're measurable goals. They're things that are they're, they're action-oriented with the fringe benefit of being weight loss. It's just the approach that we get there is a, is a little bit different. But these goals are considered smart. And while they might not seem um, earth-shattering, it's these small changes that add up in the long run. I really can't emphasize that enough. So we're talking about lifetime Lifetime health goals. Absolutely. Not just a crash diet to get into that they don't work. at the in fact, end of winter. No. In <laughs> fact, I tell my patients, if, if, you have, if you have followed a diet and failed, you've actually succeeded. You know, diets set us up to fail. They set us up for deprivation. So I, I, don't, I kind of put that word diet in the category of those other four-letter words that, you know, that we, shouldn't, we shouldn't even say. Is there, is there any mystery to the fact that scale rhymes with fail? Oh, I like that. Do people put too much emphasis on 
their on their weight as a part of developing a healthy regimen oh, for I, themselves? You know, and it's, it's amazing. I think a lot of my patients are surprised that when they walk in the door in my office, I don't necessarily even have them step on the scale. Um, I really encourage patients to measure progress in so many other ways. For example, it could be losing inches. Um, it could be other, other measures like increasing your strength and endurance. It could be feeling better in your clothes or less winded when you're taking a flight of stairs. So again, I let the weight loss be the fringe benefit of making lifestyle changes and not letting that weight on the scale be the, the, the entire grounds for how you're gonna gauge success. In terms of taking on a project like this, I consider this to be a personal project just like anything else, right? Sure. So a lot of times things are easier when you're doing them with others. Can you tell us about programs that exist or strategies for really helping generate a um, not only a field of support for what you're doing, but also some accountability, if not only to yourself, but to others? Well, those are two key things that you said. You said support and accountability. And that's going to be different for each of us, but finding support pieces, whether it's in our own homes, whether it's coworkers, however however you set yourself up for success, surround yourself with people that are there to bring you up, not bring you down. Surround yourself with positive energy. And that accountability piece is so important. You know, patients will come back and they may, they'll check in with me for follow-up. And I often am looked at as that source of accountability, but I'd even empower others to think of how can I have accountability in my daily life and and it could be coworkers if we think about the number of hours that we spend at work so accountability might be um, looking for a colleague that's going to come knock on the door at lunchtime and encourage you to go back out for a walk with them or right. if you've joined a gym taking a you know taking classes is often more motivating than the dreaded, ugh, I'm going to go walk on the treadmill or use the elliptical machine so I think the biggest you know takeaway from there is to surround yourself with people that will support you and help generate that piece of accountability. All of these things help people to achieve success. You've often spoken to your patients about actually visualizing success. And I imagine that some folks will say, hey, I've been on weight loss programs all my life and they get so far down the road and then for whatever reason they fall off the wagon. Um, can you speak to our listeners about how they can capture that big vision, stick to it, but also accept setbacks if and when they happen along their, along their path. Oh, absolutely. And I think incorporating you know, the expectation that there will be setbacks is important. And I look at setbacks as really a learning experience. You know, what maybe set me up to fall off track? And, and I like to use the thought pattern of, not going if you're not on a diet there's nothing to go off of so we'll get that right you know get like that. get that elephant right out of the room there's nothing to go off of cuz you're not on a diet and the goal is not about perfection it's not this all or nothing and often those distorted mindsets are what set us up to fail in the first place because they're extreme um, it's self sabotage you know really in my mind so developing a mindset that all is not lost if you fall off track we all fall off track at one time or another. And, and falling off track is, I like to think of it, it's a lapse. It's not a relapse, and you certainly did not collapse. So you pick yourself up and you move on. And most importantly, you learn from it. You look back and say, okay, if I'm in that situation, maybe what would I, what, you know, what would I do differently? It's, 
it's not an all or nothing. I mean, this is a lifelong process. And the, and the more you think about it in those terms, it lessens, you know, it's, it, it takes the professional dieting out of it. It really, right. it's, it's a whole different approach with lasting results. An analogy I like to use is the idea of driving a car on a straightaway where there's not a lot of bends in the road, but you still have to make those small adjustments in order to stay on the road. Absolutely. And, um, so we're talking about making small changes over time, understanding this is a plan, it's part of a larger process, and it all doesn't have to be achieved now with the goal of lifelong health and hopefully ultimately just feeling better. Absolutely. Terrific. I think we've covered most of the key points. Um, if there's nothing else that you wanted to cover, then we'll conclude this, and I'll thank you again for joining us today. Thanks so much again for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. This has been a Yale University HealthCast, sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.